Welcome to the Dojo Talk Podcast. Please remove them shoes before entry. Sam Master is here, and you still have not taken off your shoes. Every day to define man's mission yeah. Look into the sky for divine transmission yeah. Deaf man's vision makes the blind man listen yeah. Eyes on the prize, this is blind ambition Thank you. Welcome to another edition of the Dojo Talk Podcast I'm your host, Serial Sensei We are on episode number 98 um, It is Saturday evening I'm recording once again, of course, with my co-host Antaku What's going on, man? Um, I don't know why, but I feel very sleepy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'll let you guys know. Um, if you don't hear a lot of energy in either of our voices, I'm gonna guess you had a pretty long day. Um, it's been a long life, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, he, he's tired. Um, I have not been feeling well uh, these last two days. I slept all day yesterday. When I got home from work, and then I called out of work this morning because I still wasn't feeling well. And I slept pretty much all day today. Um, I mean, I got a chance to watch fights. You know, I caught what I could. But, yeah, I'm, I'm not feeling too great. I'm going to try to keep the energy for the show. But we're we're going to power through this so we right. both can just, you know, uh, go to sleep. <laughs> That's It's 7.30 on a Saturday, man. Hey, man. <laughs> We're, get, we're, getting, we're hitting that old and washed stage now. We're, we're getting there. You know, I blame the yeah. weather. It's not, it's not looking too good outside right now. So. I, I don't know what the hell drains me today, but it got me good. Uh, but we're here, though. We're here. Um, we're here. We're here. Um, real quick, before we get started, um, as always, the podcast can be listened to on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. For iTunes, please rate and subscribe and leave a review. Also listen to us on Google Play. Check us out on Facebook at the Dojo Talk Facebook page. Send questions to Dojo Talk Podcast at yahoo.com. Um, and you can hit me up on Twitter at Serial Sensei. Also, special thanks uh, to everybody who's been listening to the Sounds Like Fun podcast I started. Um, the numbers are looking pretty decent. Um, I know I said I wasn't going to keep posting it on SoundCloud and just make it a YouTube thing. But my SoundCloud numbers are <laughs> better than my YouTube numbers. So I guess it's just going to stay on SoundCloud until further notice. But appreciate uh, everybody who's been listening uh, to that. And for the top cities of the week, if uh, my computer would move. Um, overseas has uh, made, made, a, made a leap. Uh, number one in the top cities, Amsterdam, Netherlands. Uh, so shout out to you guys. Uh, number two, T-Neck, New Jersey. Uh, number three, I'm going to butcher this something terrible. Um, Neprosovich, Ukraine. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> D-N-E-P-R-O-P-E-T-R-O-V-S-K, Ukraine. Uh, so, shout-outs to you guys. Uh, number four, Bangalore, India. And number five, uh, Minsk, Belarus. And then also tied for number five, uh, we had Portland, Oregon, Helena, Montana, 
in Los Angeles, California. Um, shout outs to Helena, Montana. How did you find Helena? Oh, Helena. That is, e- that is the capital of Montana. Thank you very much. <laughs> how did you guys find this podcast? How can you ask the people in Montana how they found found this podcast, <laughs> but not the people from the Ukraine? I mean, you know, MMA is a, a you know, big overseas. Cool. I don't know how they got to us, but I, I think I can name like two Ukrainian fighters in MMA. Yeah, see, they they clicked on the podcast to see if we mentioned them. I mean, they didn't. They should have been here for like a Klitschko episode. Yeah, Ooh. maybe that's what they listen to. I don't know. Ah, but, facts. Uh, hmm. <laughs> we appreciate you guys though. So, those are the uh, top cities for the week. Um, so today, as, as you guys know, um, there were no UFC fights this weekend, but uh, the fight world never sleeps. Uh, there's plenty of news going on and a lot of fights that won outside of the UFC. Um, so I will run down a long list of news <laughs> um, and we'll go back, talk about whatever, you know, may need, need to be expanded on and then we'll get on to the fights. Um, so news, fight announcement. Uh, the big one, Francis Ngannou, Curtis Blades. This will be going down at UFC Beijing. Uh, Tiago Santos will be making his 205-pound debut uh, against Jimmy Manoa. That's going down at UFC Sao Paulo. Uh, Dominic Reyes will be fighting Ovince Pru at UFC 229. Lando Venata versus Matt Frivola at UFC 230. Brian Kelleher versus Domingo Pilarte at UFC 230 also. And at UFC Moscow, we have Magomed Ankaliev and Marcin uh, Sean O'Malley will be making his return at UFC 229 against Jose Alberto. Uh, ben Wynn and Wilson Hayes will be fighting at UFC Adelaide. Nordin Taleb and Sean Strickland uh, will be fighting at UFC Fight Night. This is 138, I believe. Uh, Diego Sanchez <laughs> will be fighting once again um, against Craig. Oh, I just lost it. Uh, where to go? Where to Craig go? White against Craig White <laughs> uh, at UFC 228. Uh, Raquel Pennington will be facing off against Jermaine Durandamy at UFC Fight Night Denver. Um, and other UFC news: uh, two fighters have been let go. Uh, the UFC has decided to let go of Glayson Tibau and Tom Lawler. Um, from the situation, I understand Tibau. Um, the UFC just decided not to renew his contract. So he's technically a free agent. Um, and Tom Lawler was released two months prior to the end of his USADIA suspension. So that's kind of wild. Um, I, I, I should note, Tom Lawler has been asking for, like, to been released for a while now. So basically he got suspended. So, like, they, I, and, they, and the UFC told him no. And now they cut him, so... Well, from what I heard, from what I read, too, I guess he has other interests. I, I guess he's, like, a professional wrestler or is into wrestling somehow. He, he works. Uh, he's part of the um, Wrestling Observer radio broadcasting team. Like, he's there with, like, Dave Meltzer and uh, what's his name? Uh, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. So he's, he's always on, on their shows. I think he has a show on the network as well. And... It, it wouldn't surprise me if he just decided to go do the indie wrestling circuit. So it seems like he'll at least he'll have something outside of fighting to to do. Yeah. And from what I heard from Tebow, um, he could he juice he... all he wants. 
as far as I heard from uh from Tibau, he said he's been getting offers already, um, but he hasn't taken. I think he said um Rosin offered him a fight against Gomi, but it was too short a notice, so he couldn't take it. And he also got an offer from ACB, but uh, he turned it down because they've been like canceling cars lately. Yeah. So he'll he'll probably be back. Uh, pretty soon it seemed like people are and i think he said bellator gave him a call too so we'll, we'll probably see tibal again um why are people offering tibal a contract <laughs> like like no shade D- dude had 28 fights in the ufc that that's to be respected it was against like you know at the high end dude was fighting he fought khabib Nurmagomedov, and i'm pretty did he fight tony ferguson like there's a dude who's been there with like champions like no disrespect, but like at his peak, Gleason Tebout was getting booed off of like TV prelims because he would just hold dudes for like 15 minutes at a time. I mean, I feel like, well, I don't know what Ryzen would do with him. Um, well, obviously, they want him to fight Gomi for whatever reason, but I don't know. Maybe you bring him into your organization as just, you know, he's the. The tough, savvy veteran. You put them up against a young guy to see if they're ready. I guess. I, I, I guess, but like at the same time, like, who, like, is there even any value in them? Because like, dude hasn't won a fight in like four years. No, no. Well, I mean, I mean, well, maybe if well. you have like Norman Park and you want to like Norman Park to get his win back, but I don't know. Man. I mean, I'm not hating. Like, I'm all for dudes playing the circuit and getting paid. Yeah. yeah there, there's a market for them somewhere. There's, there's, there's still hope. Apparently. Um, Just bizarre. And I guess continuing the list of being let go, or not being let go, but uh, uh, Magnus uh, Seedenblad uh, actually retired. Um, Honestly, no, I don't really have much else to say, but... <laughs> Retiring is always the smartest thing you can do. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so, he, uh, he he called it quits. Um, in Bellator fight news, uh, we got Brennan Ward and Andre Filajo uh, at Bellator 207. Chet Congo versus Timothy Johnson at Bellator 208. Uh, Benson Henson will be taking on Sada Wad. For whatever reason, I did not write the event down for that card, but that's going down. Uh, Roger Huerta, Huerta will be stepping in for Gordy Yamayuchi, and he will be fighting Patricky Pitbull at Bellator 205. I do not think that fight is going to go too well. But <laughs> uh, Kevin Ferguson Jr., a.k.a. Baby Slice, uh, will be at Bellator 207, but he does not have an opponent named yet. Uh, co-headliner for 207 will be Roy Nelson versus Sergey Karatanov. One championship uh, will be having a strawweight title fight with Yoshida. Uh, sorry, Yoshitaka Naito uh, rematching Joshua Paceo. Um And Golden Boy Promotions applied for its MMA license or for an MMA event in California. And you may be wondering why is this news? Well, that is because this will be the event that we will see Tito versus Chuck 3. Um, so that's, that's going to happen. And from what I've read, it, it looks like California is going to approve the event. So... This fight might, um, I mean, it's, might happen. it's gonna happen. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be a has real thing. For, they have to do it for the culture. Yeah, yeah, for the <laughs> for the bloodthirsty, you know. Little bit of no... a little bit of a side note. Chad Congo's like one win away from having as many wins in Bellator as he had in the UFC. 
<laughs> well, the, the guy he's fighting, I didn't really read up on him, but he's a newcomer, so I, I don't know how that'll go. Um, but we'll see. But yeah, Tito versus Chuck three. All of our morals will be set aside so we can all watch. Because we're all gonna watch that fight. I mean, of course. It's just that we're not gonna pay for it. Yeah. Except for like the simpletons who stopped watching MMA like six years ago, and like they don't realize Anderson Silva doesn't have the middleweight title anymore. <laughs> Boy, are they gonna be hurt? Oh. Uh, Amanda Nunes and Nina Ansar are for engaged now. Hey, I saw that. Yeah, I did. See, I did see that. Shout out to them too. God, Tito versus Chuck three. I'm gonna feel really bad about myself after that fight. Well, you know what? I'll only feel bad if Chuck loses. I mean, Tito, if, if, I, I won't feel bad either way because they did this to themselves. They did, but I, I egged it on. Like, I feel partially responsible. I mean, this is all Oscar De La Hoya's fault. That's true. I can point the finger at somebody else. I don't have to shoulder this by myself. <laughs> the last fight announcement. Uh... Well, actually, you know what? I'll, I'll save the last one because we'll we'll talk, we'll briefly go over boxing in like a quick second after this. Mm. Well, uh, speaking of that tip, uh, I, just, I I forgot about this. Uh, a re, a rematch between Heather Hardy and Shelly Vincent uh, for the WBO featherweight title is set for MSG on October twenty seventh. Um, uh, I saw that fight live. It was on the um, what was it? Fucking. The it was the first televised women's fight fight for in like over a decade, and I saw it live on the undercard of uh Spence versus Bundu. That's what it was. Over in um. Uh, New York. So that that was a great fight. So I'm expecting you know fireworks from the rematch. So yeah, go watch that. There we go. So. Real quick, just to revisit some of these, uh, I guess some, some, some predictions and thoughts. Uh, we'll just go back to the big one. Uh, Ngannou and Curtis Blades in the rematch. Um, we, I'm pretty sure we've mentioned this fight plenty of times before. Um, that was their first match. And we've always given Blades the... Like when, when Ngannou was on his streak of just murdering and decapitating people, Blades was the only one who like somewhat survived, you know. He, he he left with his head still attached to his body. Right. <laughs> so it's, it's been been a little bit since they've uh, happened. Um, their careers have <laughs> in that short of time have you know Curtis Blades' stock has done nothing but rise. Uh, Ngannou's career has of late has been interesting <laughs> to say the least. That's not the word I use for it. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying I'm trying to be nice. This has not been too great, but you know, he's, it is what it is. But um, how, how do you see this rematch going? Um, not well for uh, Engano. Like Blades is like, it, it's really important to mention. Like Blades was training out of like a UFC gym in Chicago when that fight went down the first time. Um, and like, and I know people who either listen to this podcast or, like, who follow me other places of train at UFC gyms and, like, no shade. But, like, now he's working with, like, TJ Dillashaw's coach, Dwayne Lugwood. And I'm like, yeah, no, he he, he should win this fight. Because 
he even if he's not a better striker, he has a better understanding of what like MMA striking looks like now. Like he he is a better conditioned fighter. Uh, I just can't help but go back to the fight that dude took that fight on like I think he took it on short notice if I remember right. Um, and again he was training at a UFC gym in like Chicago or something. So, yeah, no, I, I'm taking Blades all the way. Yeah, um, and, and, and Ghanu, the, I, I want to say that, like, the Nganu-Lewis fight was, like, an anomaly, like, <laughs> like, we're, we're not going to see that again, I hope we don't see that again, none, none of us deserve to see that again, um, but I don't know, that, that fight just seemed to show me, like, where his, I don't know, like, something, something's off. I don't know if the, the Stipe fight really took that much out of him, and he's just not going to look the same from here on out. But, you know, I, I can only go by what my eyes show me. Because <laughs> that's, you know, I don't, I don't know these guys personally. I'm not in the gym with either of them. So I can only go by the eye test. And the eye test tells me Ngannou's stuck in a really weird place right now, and Blades is just out here murdering people. Um, and I have no reason to believe that he might not I don't know if he'll murder Nganu, but I think he'll win decisively. Like, maybe he'll eat a hard shot once or twice. You know. But I, I think he'll find his way in, and God help Nganu if, if Blades takes him down and gets on top of him. Because we, we saw what happened to, to poor Overeem, whose uh, head got elbowed um, to another planet. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Blades um, in this one also. Um... Tiago Santos and Jimmy Manoa. Santos coming up to 205. Who 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 wins this? Um, I w- I'm really just trying to say like the first dude who wins, but uh, I'm gonna go with Santos just cause middleweight to move up just send the just send the wreck shop. It's really funny. Yeah, this ugh. this is hard for me because Manoa hits really really hard, but. Santos, I think, is a, a more well-rounded striker. Mm. Mm. But, man, if Manoa catches him clean once, it's over. But Santos is younger, probably faster, a little, little more in the tank. I'm going to pick Santos by a very slim margin, but if somehow he got his clock cleaned, I would not be surprised. Um, and last fight for prediction, uh, Dominic Reyes and OSP. I think this is a really interesting matchup. Who you got in this one? Uh, I, I really don't like these matchups where you put like you're, you're in there with OSP. I, I'm I'm gonna go with Reyes because I hope like he, he I, I hope he's the real deal. And it, this fight might not be indicative of that. This could be like a a learn uh, like a lesson. Like there's every there's uh, there's every chance that OSP just goes out there and funny chokes him, right? <laughs> just like okay, you're you're getting freaking what you call it? Um, what's his what's his submission? The, the, the Von Prue. Yeah, the 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 Von Fluke choke. Like 
Because every chance he goes out there and just freaking a- after Ray is like lights him up for like a, like two minutes. Yeah, this 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 is a dangerous fight. Um, my bias is just gonna make me pick Reyes because I'm a, just a huge fan. And it was funny because when this fight got announced, I just went back and just started watching like a lot of Reyes's fights, even like the ones before the UFC. And like he, he does a lot of things that I like. Like he he moves really well for a guy his size. He knows how to use his range. Um, he slips punches really well. But OSP is just one of those dudes. Like he might not be the most consistent fighter but he's just really weird and crafty he also happens to be athletic and powerful and if he if he catches you he can knock you out his submissions just seem to come out of the air but they work Ugh. yeah this this is gonna be a hard one like but... i don't like this fight because osp for whatever reason still seems to be like in his physical prime like, like he's not like a Glover Teixeira who is like clearly on the decline. He still can take a punch. He he has like there's no, I, he might be the most experienced dude that heavyweight right now because I don't think well, for starters he has like forty something fights and he's fought everybody in the top ten. Like Gus, he hasn't fought and DC, and that's it. Like, he fought Jones. He fought Jones for 25 minutes. All right. Like, he, he fought Glover. He fought Bader when he round. Did he fight Davis? I don't think he fought, did he? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't that, think he did. Yes. But he fought, like, Corey Anderson and Pat Cummings and, like, all those other dudes. So, like, yeah. it, I, I don't like the fight where, like, the one guy who's still at his physical peak... Has all the experience, and then like the other guy hasn't left the first round in the UFC. Well, I'll, I'll say win or lose. Um, like I said, with OSP not being the most consistent, I think this will t- this fight will tell us a lot about Reyes. I think we'll, we'll we'll learn something from him. Either we'll see that he still needs time to to you know maybe he's not quite ready yet, or we'll see that maybe he's just ready to to take some souls. We'll 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 see, but. Yeah, that, that, that's a dangerous fight, but I'm, I'm going to go Reyes as well. I'm, I'm going to say um, yeah, it's, it's easily going to be the hardest fight in his career, but he'll he'll find a way to to, to edge it out. Um, or get funny choked. Yeah, or, right, or get funny choked. I'm not even going to say he's going to finish OSP. I don't even know if he'll finish him, but I'll, I'll say he'll, he'll eke out a, 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 a three-round decision that he'll definitely have to work for. But um, I'm, I'm rooting for him regardless. But uh, those are the uh, news uh, uh, for the week, uh, at least since the last time we recorded. And real quick, uh, I guess we'll get into the two boxing fights that actually happened today. Um, I'm not sure if you got a chance to watch either of these, but... Uh, no, nah, I was fights. at work. Nah, well, I'll, I'll give a quick rundown. Uh, at, least, at least the two fights that uh, everybody seemed to talk about. Uh, Tyson Fury and Francesco, what's this, Pineda, probably saying that wrong, I apologize, <laughs> and uh, Carl Frampton and uh, Luke Jackson, uh, Tyson Fury fight, um, I kind of watched it like on and off, I was like watching it but not watching, um, I can say it looked better than his last fight, um, he seemed to be moving a lot better, a little bit crisper on his feet, uh, kind of just like boxed him up, it, it, he, he didn't, you know, 
it, it was you won as impressive, I guess, as you could without finishing him. Like he, he was never in any real danger. Um, he he did, I guess, his version of like a Ali rope dope in the first round. That was that was pretty funny seeing a, a guy his size <laughs> do something like that. Um, yeah, he just kind of boxed him up for twelve rounds. What well, wasn't anything too crazy, but um, that, that pretty much all but solidifies him versus Wilder. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's you know yeah, that's, that's going down. That's nah, official December. Okay, yeah. So that'll that'll be a an, an mm. interesting <laughs> stylistic matchup. That'll be um, that'll be an interesting build up. It's a it, freaking. Did you hear Deontay Wilder's interview while he was in? Uh, while he was in the UK for the fight, mm. yeah, no, nothing good. <laughs> like it had, Apparently, it, it had nothing to fucking do with Tyson Fury. It was just stupid. <laughs> All I know is Tyson Fury came down to Sweet Home Alabama in this fight for his entrance. I didn't catch uh, that, that. That was word on the street. So, um, yeah, that, that's gonna be a fun. Yeah, you're right. That that'll be a fun build up. That'll be some interesting trash talking. And that fight is just going to look really... It's going to be a crazy fight. It's going to look really strange. Because, like, Wilder's just, like, straight brute strength. And Tyson's, like... <laughs> Tyson Fury's body is built like an old guy from the 40s who somehow made it to 2018. It got stretched out a little bit. Right. <laughs> like, he is, like, 80%... Like... <laughs> and, like... like... The, the remaining 20% is just all, like, round gut. It is. He is he is Dr. Eggman in rare form. Like, but, <laughs> but at the same time, he has more finesse than any other heavyweight right now. Yeah, and I was going to say, like, I'm, I'm not, like, I'm not as knowledgeable in boxing as I am in other combat sports. So, like, I honestly haven't watched much of Tyson Fury. But, like, watching this fight, I was kind of like, man, like, he... For a guy his size, he he moves really well. Yeah, like wait, this is the same dude who punched himself in the face. <laughs> like, what does that tell you about heavyweight? That this is the man. This is the most graceful mover at like heavyweight. Hey man, he- heavyweight. <laughs> I feel like a heavyweight across all combat sports right now is just. For better or worse, it's a spectacle. It's like, oh, it's, it's never not a spectacle though. But 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 now it's just like like it like the it, it rarely ever feels like heavyweight's actually a real sport. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Tyson Fury is a man who walks around who is who uh, Tyson Fury calls himself like the king of the gypsies. Yeah, forgive me for using that word, but that's the word he uses. And that's not like a fake title. He won it bare knuckle fighting. Jesus Christ! <laughs> like this is so weird. This like this like it, like it, it, when it comes to combat sports, like the meta game and like the narrative and like. Heavyweight might as well be a different sport than like boxing or MMA or kickboxing or whatever. <laughs> Could you imagine like an all heavyweight fight promotion? It'd be it's be it's the WWE. That's basically what it is. 
that's the second division in the barbecue fight league. It's just like middleweights and your, heavyweights. You got your straight, you got your clean baby face, who occasionally says like crazy shit, like uh, like Anthony Joshua. You, you got your wild card dude, who depending on like what day of the week it is, he's just out there like he he could be he he he's the um he could be baby face or like uh, uh or. Or heel in like Deontay Wilder. You got your straight psychopath in freaking Tyson Fury, who's just out, who is like legitimately a crowd. And like you had the dude who was like the man who calls himself the king of the gypsies, fought the the brother to the mayor of the city of Kiev for the title of lineal heavyweight champion. Like, like, can you? Like, it always occurs to me how weird this sport is. That fight, how weird fighting is, where we get to have something magical like that happen. That's, that's why we watch for all these. Uh, this, this show just writes itself. Like, <laughs> combat sports is just a show that continually writes itself. Every season, it, it gets. I don't know if more entertaining, but it's just it's entertaining nonetheless. It, it just it keeps trucking along. Dude, like the we look at like, look at the UFC, freaking a firefighting paramedic was our, <laughs> is longest reigning UFC champion of all time. He lost to a former Olympian who is like a five ten bowling ball of a human being. And his next challenger is about to be a former professional wrestler <laughs> who is about to headline SummerSlam in, like, this weekend. This is, like, legit, like, a comic book from, like, the 70s. <laughs> like, and then you have, like, the arguable greatest heavyweight of all time in Fedor, who's, like, the head of, like, Russian sports. Like, oh. Oh, man. it's so weird. I mean, the, 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 the fight, there's no reason this fight can't sell, man. There's so much, there's so much to draw from. There's so much just... There's going to be so much terrible things said in the build to this fight. <laughs> I mean, at, <laughs> at this point, if you've been watching this sport, any combat sport, you just got to expect it. it the, the cringe moments, the, the, it, it's, it's just here. They're, they're here. The cringe moments are here to stay. They're, they're not leaving anytime soon. You know, it, it is what it is. But uh, yeah, T- Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, that's that's gonna be must see TV. That that will be <laughs> that will be must see, must see TV. Um, so uh, oh, and then real quick, didn't didn't want to uh, forget uh, Carl Frampton uh, and Luke Jackson. Uh, Frampton pretty much put a clinic on him. Uh, Jackson had moments uh, here and there, but Frampton just kind of just poured it on him, dropped him in the eighth with a nasty body shot, uh, finished him in the ninth. He, he started putting the paws on him, and next thing you know, a towel flew in the ring, and we, we all know how that goes. So, <laughs> so shout, shout out to his uh, Luke Jackson cornerman for saving him from this unnecessary punishment that he didn't need to take. Uh, so Frampton looked really, really good, though. Um, so, yeah, that was that was boxing. Um that that went on today so we will just uh move on 
so we got three cards to kind of kind of go through uh we got rising 12 that went down uh pfl 6 that went down and also uh, bellator 204 uh which went down so we will uh cover these three cards and i guess in at least of what we saw of them <laughs> um so i know even between us we, we didn't get a chance to to catch all the fights you know just and we don't normally record on Saturdays also. Yeah. We, I mean, um, we also, like, I'm sorry, I can't do Thursdays. Yeah, yeah. I'm still I'm still adjusting to the PFL Thursday night. It's, it's still kind of weird. I, 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 I'm not going to complain because at least I know on Thursdays if I want it's there. to watch somebody get kicked in the head. Yeah, like, it's an option. It's, it's there. But, but, like, you're not going to entice me by throwing, like, Jake Shields and Bruno Santos and... Kasam Umalatov and freaking uh, Abu Card Nurmagomedov on the same card and be like, hey, it's entertainment. I'm like, no, that sounds like work. <laughs> oh, man. Luckily, uh, those fights in question, uh, I did not watch. <laughs> but, um, I'll start with, well, um, I'll start with Rosin first. Um, cause, uh, I know you didn't really get a chance to catch it. Um, I caught most of it, uh, but keep in mind, people, like I said, we normally don't record on Saturdays, and I've not been feeling well these last few days, so I didn't get a chance to, like, re-watch a lot of these fights. Um, so I'll just kind of go over the ones that I at least remember and the ones that I'm pretty sure people were talking about. Um, so Rising 12 uh, was headlined by Luis Gustavo and Yusuke Yachi. Um, yeah. <laughs> This uh this this fight ended fairly violently. Um uh fight ended with Yachi uh, face planning, which you know that's that's never a good thing. <laughs> but uh Gustavo just put the pressure on him, man. Just a lot of power shots. I think at one point he caught him with like a flying knee in the first round. Um Yeah, he just he didn't he didn't let Yachi breathe a lot. I mean Yachi got off a little bit of offense that he could, but um, in the end, in the second round, I want to say it was like a right that put him down, and he just, like his body turned around, and he just kind of face-planted, and it was, it was bad. It was, it was one of those, you know, KOs where you look at him, and you're like, ooh, I hope he's okay, because he, that, that didn't look too good, right. but, right. um, <laughs> props to Gustavo, though, like he, I, I think he took this fight on short notice, I want to say, because I don't think he was the original opponent, I could be wrong. But, uh, it was supposed he, to be Bruno Carvalho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he came in, took the fight on short notice, um, and it obviously it worked out. He's now nine and zero. So, shouts to him for basically just coming in and just kind of dominating. Like he, he really, really held it down. So if if you didn't get a chance to catch Ryzen, go definitely go back and watch that fight. It was one of the nastier finishes you'll see this year. Uh, co-main event: uh, Yuki Motoya and Kazuma Sone. <laughs> this fight <laughs> I rewatched this right before we started recording. Um man, fights like this kinda just drive me crazy because Sone just spent the entire fight I thought just playing with fire. He kept going for takedowns and he was constantly in threat of being guillotined. And it was even at one point where he got guillotined by the rope and that choke was all about to but all about to sink in. 
and he rolled out the ring <laughs> so the choke would like let loose. And then they restarted them in the middle of the ring, which I thought was interesting because you would think they would start them back with like kind of where they were. Uh, he literally just rolled out to get out of the submission. I uh, know they they rolled them to the middle of the cage or ring, I should say. Yeah, well, they they let him stand back up after that. Um, and Sone was doing work on the feet, and he was landing some really good shots and combinations, but he was content to keep going with takedowns, and uh, he ended up being put in the sleeper choke. So uh, Yuki Motoya made him made made him pay for it. So uh, that was a pretty good main event. Uh, Kichi Kunimoto, uh, former UFC vet. Uh, got a submission over Ryuchiro, uh, Sumimura, uh, Caitlin Young, uh, had a bout with King Reyna, which is pretty much a, pretty much a kickboxing fight, uh, which you know if you ever watched like Caitlin Young and Invicta, I don't think you want to get into a kickboxing fight with her, she can, she can scrap all day long. Reyna went for some takedowns, and most of the ones she went for, she either couldn't do much with, or Young, like, I think it was one in, like, the second round where Young had a really nice reversal on her. Um, so, Caitlin Young pretty much just kickboxed her for three rounds. Reyna had a, a few good shots, but Young just kind of uh, ported on her. And the last two fights, I will mention that I saw uh, <laughs> Makuru Asakura and Hatsu Hiyoki. Um, Hiyoki got head kicked into another planet, and uh, that was that. Yeah, I feel like every time I see a Hiyoki sighting, it's never good anymore. Nah, uh, uh, it's pretty clear he has to stop. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of I leave I leave Hatsu Hiyoki sightings now with my feelings hurt. So um, yeah, Asakura gave him a head kick that pretty much killed him. Um, and heavyweight fight, uh, Rake Martinez and Kiyoshi Kuwabara. Uh, they had a nice heavyweight fight, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just just a rock'em sock'em heavyweight bout. Uh, ended with Martinez getting the the KO. So uh, shout outs to him. You know, heavyweight fights are just always interesting. Um, and if anybody cares, uh, Angela Magana got choked out. Uh, but speaking of Von Fluke jokes, she she did get Von Fluke choked uh, by Kanako Murata. Kanako Murata, who is like, if it wasn't for um, Sarah Yoshida, the second most dominant you know, amateur wrestler in the history of amateur wrestling would probably be an Olympic champion. So, you know, keep an eye on her. Yep, she's now Seven, uh, eight and one. Eight, yep. <clears throat> oh, just really quick. I'm, I'm actually watching the Gustavo fight right now as we talk, uh, as you're talking, but yeah, shouts to, um, Saka- Sakaki Barra. Cause, it's like if you've seen like their matchmaking for Ryzen, like it seems pretty clear like he's a big fan of MMA, and he watches a lot of it, which I guess he has the luxury of when he, well, not luxury, but he he has the ability to because he's not running sixty fight cards a year like the UFC is, but like he, he when he goes and gets like foreign fighters, it's uh, at least mostly with the men because I don't think he has as uh, as as many choices available for women which is why you get fights where like the 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 Adam Lee champion is like fighting someone who is like one win or whatever but um 
So he, he, he seems to really know who he wants because you know Gustavo comes in and beats Yachi, who has had a pretty decent run in the uh, in Ryzen. Um, you had like all the light heavyweights that he found, like Albertson and uh, Prochka and Nemkov, like who are who have turned out to be pretty good prospects at light heavyweight. So it seems pretty clear that he he has an eye for what's going on globally in the MMA scene. So uh, I'm not sure how he found Luis Gustavo. I'm not sure if like Gustavo was like a former like jungle fight champion or something. Well, I could be completely wrong. I think him and uh, I think he was a training partner with the replacement. Ah. I think, or they were like from the same team. I could be completely. I feel like that's the story I heard. Like they they knew each other somehow. It, this wasn't just some random. Yeah, thing. yeah, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it. it yeah. They both train out of uh, Avu Avulakau Thai in Brazil, uh, in Colo- uh, Parana, Brazil. Brought him in there, and then Ryzen just, Ryzen in general, I think just does a good job in general. Just the fights are just fun, like e- even the cards that are not so great are still entertaining. Like I've I've never watched a Ryzen card and been like bored to tears. You know, I, I get the violence. You get you get soccer kicks. That's that's always fun. <laughs> it's 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 they they just put on really entertaining bouts. So um, if you guys didn't get a chance to watch Ryzen 12, uh, go watch the fights that we mentioned. Especially the main event was a pretty brutal finish. Um, so that was Rising 12. Um, on to uh, PFL 6, uh, which was headlined uh, by Ray Cooper the third and Pavel Kush. Got a lot to say that. Sorry if I'm butchering that. Um, I didn't get a chance to catch all of this card. Um, I caught a couple prelims. Oh, we'll just run through the fights. So you know, I, I guess that mattered, quote unquote, <laughs> that uh, we both saw. I think they all uh, technically mattered because of the damn tournament, but eh, even though I don't know who's seated what other than Ray Cooper, I, I'll have to look into that. I, I, I like their, I like their tournament format, even though I still don't really know who's seated where and how this is all working out. But like the, the cards so far have been solid. Um, can't really speak on this one as a whole because I didn't watch a lot of it. But uh, main event, Ray Cooper the uh, third, Pavel Kush. Um, last time we saw Ray Cooper the uh, third, he he put the almighty pause on Jake Shields. Um, that trend continues. Uh, this time he only needed about 20, 30 seconds. Um, <laughs> like he came out throwing, he ended throwing. He, he caught Pavel with I, I don't remember like a left. He just put hands on him. That's all you need to know. Like, literally, he just came out throwing, and Pavel caught some hands. He, he turtled up. He ate some nasty ground and pound, and that was it. And Ray Cooper is just another one of those Hawaiian dudes who's just out here just bodying people. Just <laughs> straight killer. Um, and I, I believe he is now the number one seed uh, in the welterweight tournament, which is not surprising if you've seen his performances so far. Uh especially in the Jake Shields fight, and this one, he's he's out here, he's cleaning people. Like, he's getting them out of there. Um, so, yeah, shout, shout out to Rick Cooper, man. He's, he's in PFL making a lot of noise, and it's, it's been really fun to watch him fight. Yeah, um, I mean, can't do much better so far in this tournament. Two knockouts, 
you beat the dude who most people probably thought was gonna win in Jake Shields. Um, yeah, no, like doing a big. Like, he had a big spot. It was a main event. Uh, his original opponent, I think, I believe, fell through for this card. Because uh, I don't think it was supposed to be Cooch. I could be wrong on that, though. Uh, no, no, I guess it was. Um, this one he got, like, he had someone switched in last minute. But, um, let me just check the standings real quick. So, yeah, Cooper is number one with 11 points. Um, his next fight will be on October 20th at PFL 10. I don't know who he's fighting, but I'm looking forward to it. Um, uh... Yeah, like yeah, just not a whole lot to say because he just murdered a dude in eighteen seconds, but yeah, and took no damage. Like in both of his fights, he hasn't taken really like any damage. I I will say the extra punch after the referee jumped in to stop the fight was completely <laughs> unnecessary. Because <laughs> he punches over the referee's shoulder to do it. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't even notice that. I had to go back and watch. I did not notice that. Um. Jesus Christ! Yeah, that guy didn't need. It. He didn't deserve that. He was he was out of there. Um, I th- I think Cooper was just in murder mode because, like, you you can see it in the way he was moving, he was just not going to be denied that knockout. I mean, even even before the fight, when they were doing the entrances, like while they were in the octagon or hexagon, would bring the head um, cage. Yeah, maybe I'll just say cage. Like. Normally when they do the announcements and they call your name, like you start pointing at the banner on your sponsors or you wave to the crowd or something like that. Cooper had his hands up the whole time. Like, he was not here to play around. Dude, he had his hands up from the moment he stepped in there. He, he was ready to throw. And yeah, he, he, he definitely let him loose. So, shout out to Ray Cooper out here, you know, just catching bodies left and right. Got, got to think he's probably a favorite <laughs> to win the tournament now. Um, co-main event, I guess I'll mention, even though I didn't watch it, uh, Magomed, uh, Magomed, uh, Karamov, and Bohan Vlikovic, uh, Magomed won via decision, uh, another fight that I did watch, uh, Kayla Harrison and Gisette Cotton. Um, they, I think it's really fight. funny that Kayla Harrison was like, I don't want to get into MMA because I don't like the idea of punching people. And she's really good at punching people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was gonna say this, this is a. I thought this was a good fight for Kayla because it it went all three rounds. Uh, and she still got the uh, the the knockout. Yeah, she still got a finish. Um, but Gisette like wasn't somebody who was just gonna go away. So, you know, we we got a chance to see more of Kayla's game. Definitely more of her stand up, uh, and of course takedowns you're just you know beautiful <laughs> like just really just awesome just flawless takedowns uh, good at getting top pressure and like i said yeah she might not like punching people in the face but if she's on top of you you're getting punched in the face repeatedly and just you know you just just kind of got to deal with it uh, i'm um, so, by the way, i'm sorry if you guys hear that if you can hear too close playing in the background <laughs> Are you watching it? No. Freaking, my neighbors, I guess, are having a party, and they're just blasting too close. Oh, no. Nah. <laughs> no, nah, I don't hear it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not complaining. It could be worse. But uh, if you guys hear that, if it's catch, if it's picking up on the mic, I'm sorry. 
<laughs> nah, you're good. But, um, yeah, Kayla looked really good, man. Like I said, I, I was glad she went three rounds. We got to see more of her game. Um, I, I think it was good that she was able to go three rounds. She was able to keep up the pace that she set. She didn't look like she was, you know, tiring out too much. Um, uh, and like I said, still got the finish in there. Yep. Uh, we really like, and, uh, like, we're going to have to deal with this forever, so don't complain about it. Um, compared to, like, Ronda Rousey, like, she, she goes for, like, take, like, takedown, takedowns, like, she will dive in on a double leg and just throw you to the ground. And I think that was something that was really around this game when she was getting pressured. And it's good to see, like, that her team was like, yeah, no, you have to learn how to wrestle. Yeah, that, as well as, you know, the first or the trip. second, she, she had a beautiful, like, double leg. Oh, it was the first time I'm watching it right now. Yeah. So, yeah, she, she definitely got a, a lot going for her. Um, Definitely looking forward to seeing her fight again. Like I said, she's definitely got crazy amount of potential. Like um, she literally just dr- grabs Cotton's head and just th- like I guess Cotton had to a kick and she uses that to um to toss her to the ground in the second round. Yeah, she she's sturdy. <laughs> she was this this was at one fifty five. Yep. Right? Yeah. And that, I guess that's like my only criticism. Well, well I mean, because I don't. I don't know, but she, I mean, she's only fought in MMA twice, so is she like a natural 145-er, or could she make 135, because I'm wondering, like, it, it would suck to see someone with that talent just not have, you know, there just not be a lot of people out there for her to fight. I, I believe she can make 145, I don't think she likes the idea of cutting that much weight, though. Um, She fought in judo at about, oh, God, uh, I want to say it was like 65, no, it was 72 kilograms. Let me just double, triple check real quick. I think I heard something even before this fight that, uh, before this fight got announced, she was like just having trouble finding opponents. Yeah, no, okay, and so she, she, uh, she did... She competed at judo at about 172 pounds. Hmm. Yeah, but she cut. From yeah. what I was told, um, from people who've done like seminars and stuff for her, she was talking about she she cut like zero weight to to make that to do that. Like no dieting, no, or um, you know, n- not no focus really on like cardio and stuff like that in, in MMA terms. So who who knows what she's um, you know, walking around at? Because. Uh, Forty-five can can use all the bodies it can get. Right, but yeah. I, I I don't know it. From like from what I can tell, she makes one fifty-five super easy. Like from what I've heard, um, or what? Uh, I I don't know. If she wants to compete at one forty-five though. Like I know, she she says she was having trouble finding opponents, but she's also hyping up the idea of like a lightweight tournament. I'm like, dude, you could get all the people who've ever fought at lightweight, and it would be like her, Gisette Cotton again, George Lucas's daughter, and, and like, uh, what's her name, Bobby Daniels, who's fighting over in, like, Cage Fury, uh, was it Cage Fury? Bobby Joe Dan, uh, Dan, uh, Dalziel, Dalziel, uh, she's fighting for CFFC, I believe. 
Um, so. Making <laughs> a triple threat match. Yeah, like, it's like, I can name only, like, four women who've ever fought like lightweight. Who, who I believe, like, will actually, like, be around that weight, not just, like, oh, they're really big. Uh, I mean, or, or they're a blown-up, like, featherweight or uh, bantamweight who just didn't want to cut weight that week. So, like, yeah. I don't know. Like, can they get Felicia Spencer? Can they get, who actually has competed at lightweight? Can They could probably get Dezeal, uh, Bobby Joe Dezeal. Um, I, I heard something, like, Randy Miller wanted to fight. Um, for those who don't know, Randy Miller was like an Olympic bronze medal uh, wrestler back in like 2008, and she actually did fight in MMA once at the very first Invicta, but she also came in like 12 pounds overweight or something. Ooh. Yeah, no, not not good. Yeah, no boy. No. I, I, like I want to <laughs> say like half the women on that card did ended up like coming in like way overweight. So it was not a good night. Uh, in terms of uh, making weight, but um, I heard she wants to do MMA again, but she's also been saying that forever. Uh, so maybe they can get her. Like I, I can see them. I okay. I can see them finding eight women. I don't know if they can get them all. Like, like I can imagine like Ray Seffel sitting at a computer going like, oh, okay, there's this Randy Miller chick. There's this uh, Bobby uh, Joe Dezeal chick. Uh, we already got just a con- uh, contract, and I'm sure she would come back to fight again. Um, like I, I don't know if they can get them all up. Yeah, and that, that that's kind of what would really suck about. Uh, I would just hate to see somebody like Kayla with that much talent just like suffer from just not having bodies to fight. Because we know what happens when that. Uh, we know what happens under those circumstances because of uh, Chris Cyborg. Yeah, and you don't you don't want a talent like that. I don't say going to waste, but like just kind of sitting out there in the ethos while we're just like waiting for this invisible opponent that just might not ever happen. So I, I don't know. Hopefully she can make forty five. But either way, I'm 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 hoping for the best because we we definitely. I want to see a lot more of her. Uh, she's definitely really talented. Has a lot of had a lot of upside. So uh, we'll see as far as her future goes. But great finish and another great performance from uh, Kayla Harrison. Uh, and the only other fight that I even saw on this card, which I believe you watched as well, uh, was Rick Story and Carlton Minus mm-hmm. or Minus. I don't know if that's pronounced any different. That's a playing DMX. Uh, <laughs> which saw. Uh, uh, y'all gonna make me lose my cool. <laughs> you got somewhere to go after this podcast is over. I mean, I, I can just listen from here. I don't gotta go nowhere. You got any food? Anybody out on the grill? Yeah. I want their food. It's outside food. Nah. <laughs> but, but, uh, from what I remember, Rick Story just kind of beat this guy up. Beat him up. Beat him, him up. down. Choked yeah. him out. Yeah. That was a story, and it only went two rounds. Yeah, and he is not, he is the I want to say number three dude in the standings. Uh, he's number four points for Rick Story. So that went down. Uh, and if anybody cares, Jake Shields got a win over Herman Torado. I didn't watch the fight. I heard it wasn't pretty, but Jake, know, it is what it is. Jake Shields is like historically a top five welterweight. Nobody can give a shit about him because he's so hard. 
but I will always keep predictions and say is is not eye pleasing as his fights are. He he has a really good resume. <laughs> People that he's beat. Jake Shields fought in front of more MMA fans than except maybe like two like he headlined one of the biggest cards in MMA history in UFC one twenty nine. And now he's fighting on the prelims. He can't even get NBC Sports Network. <laughs> like, like he's on the face. He's like on the Facebook shirt all prelims. Hey man, you know, no, no, no nobody stays on top forever. Yeah. Some people fall more graciously than. I mean, others, John Fitch but... is back on TV. It just <laughs> <laughs> see, Jake Shields needs to become a hitman. He that's that's what you got to do. He should, he should have been like, I submitted daily. And you guys went to John Fitch? Yeah, see. He's in the wrong business. He's not. He's got he's to promote himself different. John Fitch knew what he was doing. See, this, his career died when the Diaz brothers stopped fighting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, <laughs> that was PFL 6. I mean, there, there were a lot more fights that happened on that card, but with even us combined together, we only saw... Uh, those, those handful. Like, I'm not going back and watching a fucking Bruno Santos fight. I'm sorry. All right. Well, I, I guess real I'll, quick. I'll respect I'll the world to doomsday, but I'm not. I'm not doing that. My time is too valuable. <laughs> I'll say real quick. Uh, one other fight I will mention that I did see, um, and it's not even much to dissect because it ended in a KO in a little over a minute. Uh, Abu Supian Magomedov and Anderson. Uh, Gon Calvez, if I'm saying that correctly, uh, Magomedov floored him. Uh, pretty nasty KO. So that that was cool. That was a pretty violent finish on the prelims. Rest of this card, I can't speak on, and we won't spend time on it because we didn't watch it. Um, so that was that. That was that was PFL six from what we saw. Um, but on to a card that we did see and that I pretty much watched from top to bottom. Um, and this actually turned out to be a really good card. Um, if you wanted violence and finishing, if you just wanted to see people get hurt, this is this is yeah. this was the card for you. <laughs> yeah, this this is it. it. It doesn't doesn't get much better, and fights don't end much quicker. Um, Bellator two hundred four uh, went down in uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Uh, this was actually yesterday, at least at the time of this recording. Uh, this was headlined by Darian Caldwell and Noad Lahat. Uh, Darian Caldwell going up to featherweight uh, for this fight. Uh, weight class did not make any bit of difference. <laughs> I was so I didn't catch this fight in real time because, like I said, I, I I pretty much slept all day yesterday. So most of these fights I didn't watch until today. Um, I can tell you, I'm not a fighter. I've never trained. But I can tell you one thing that you should never do. Um, don't shoot a takedown on Darian Caldwell. Because that's not going to end well for you. Um, you know Caldwell's pedigree. Because <laughs> I think in the first Noad shot for a takedown. I was like, bro, what are you... I don't, I don't think that's a good idea. And it, 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 it was not. Um, Caldwell, if, if he gets on top of you, you're, you're probably not going to get back up. He's going to take you down. He's going to wear on you. He's going to beat you up. And it's just its not going to be a good night for you. And I think Noad, uh, he found that out the hard way. Um, 
Caldwell just gonna Caldwell, man. Um, it, it's striking. It's, it's slowly coming along. Also, it's not. Um, it's not the greatest thing. It's not the flashiest, but it's it's competent. Still has to be respected. Um, and when he gets you on the ground, you got to be wary of the ground and pound. He does hit pretty hard. Um, and Noad found that out the hard way. He got taken down. Um, Darian Caldwell was just, I think he had, I don't know, he was kind of like had his back and was just kind of letting shots go. And Noad like had his head turned and I think he caught one that he just kind of didn't see coming. And then he just ate a couple of those repeatedly and he was out. And That's like the story of his career. <laughs> like, like he just Caldwell. doesn't see them coming. <laughs> like Caldwell, man, this, this guy, this, this guy is he's I, I really like him, man. I'm really happy that he's doing well. I still remember a long time ago. I'm probably not gonna leave a link to it because it was a poorly written article. But a long time ago, back when I used to like write blog posts, I, I wrote a blog post about seven fighters outside of the UFC to keep a keep an eye on. And Caldwell was number one on my list. And since I wrote that article, which I wrote years ago, he's done nothing but win. <laughs> he's done nothing but just beast on people. Like, yeah. Call, Caldwell gonna Caldwell. And uh, he, he called out uh, Patricio after this fight. He's trying to be a two-division champ. Um, I mean, to be honest, at 135... Um, I mean, His but, number one contender got beat, so... Right. <laughs> like, at, at this point, um, Bellator, I'll say overall overall for this card, I, I did like that this card showcased a lot of their young talent, which gives me hope that, you know, it might, it, we might not see it right away, but they're starting to add some kind of depth. I think this card gave us more than a few names to, to keep an eye on, but the depth still isn't there as much as you would want it to be right now. So Caldwell going up for two belts, I mean, why not? Because who else at 135, like right now, do we see posing him challenge? Like, you want to see him fight Dantes again? You know, we, you already steamrolled Joe Warren. Um, why not fight 45? He, he's still decent size at 45. His wrestling's going to give anybody at 45 problems. Why not? You know, well, why not make it happen? But, um, yeah, man, Darian Caldwell put on a just, he just, he did what he does, pretty much. All the fights on this car are pretty much the same, except for the, um, the Gallagher, uh, Ben, uh, Ben fight. It, it was the big, strong wrestler getting on top and then just beating the shit out of the other dude <laughs> until he couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> um, like, my worry with Caldwell is the same worry I have for all the dudes who come from, like, outside the UFC. Uh, and I, I don't say this to be like, oh, UFC fighters are better or whatever. It, but it's more along the lines of, like, experience. Um, you, got, you, fight a lot, you fight a lot of different dudes in the UFC. Like, um, like Conor McGregor went from fighting, like, Brimage to... Like Max Holloway to Dustin Poirier to Dennis Seaver to Chad Mendez to like eventually Jose Aldo, and the, like that's fine. Like they're those are all competent, well put together fighters, and you kind of don't always get that when you're in Bellator. Like because again, some of these dudes are 
on the come up, like your Logan Storleys. But like some of these dudes have like three other guys in their division, and they've been fighting them for like, you know, it, like, um, we're two, we're like just over two years removed from Darian Caldwell fighting like Sean Bunch, who, who in all fairness was like a flyweight, while Caldwell himself is built like a freaking featherweight, um. So, like, I, I like the idea of Caldwell going up to Featherweight and actually challenging himself and just, like, putting another goal up there because I, I think he sees the writing on the wall that the, the Bellator doesn't really care about Bantamweight and he doesn't want to get stuck in that cycle of rematches where he has to fight Dantes and Joe Warren again. So it, it makes sense to me why he would go up to 145. So, like, make the McDonald fight happen, get it out the way, and then have him fight Patricio in 2019. That's all I want. Actually, speaking of real quick, uh, speaking of Patricio, because I forgot to announce this in the announcements, uh, for fight announcements, uh, Patricio's next title defense will be against Emmanuel Sanchez. And right, rightly uh, so. Fresh, yep, fresh yep, face yep. in that the title picture. Yep, Bellator Israel, November 15th. And that that's... That's an awesome fight. Um, if anybody's been paying attention, uh, paying attention to Sanchez as of late, uh, he's been on a really good tear, um, and I've been rooting for him because kind of like 35 Bellator's 45 division, like it's it's top heavy, but <laughs> once you get past like the top four, you, you know, kind of like no man's land a, a little bit. Um, so Sanchez managed, he was always a guy who was kind of around, we just didn't know if he was going to make it through that bunch, um, but he put on some good performances, he took out a former champion, Daniel Strauss, um, he took out Sam Cecilia, so he finds himself fighting Patricio, um, so best of luck to him, that's, that's, that's a tall task though, Patricio's an animal, so we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes, but, um, so yeah, continuing on, co-main event, <laughs> Logan Storley, AJ Matthews, um, <laughs> Logan Storley was also in that article that I wrote some time ago, <laughs> fighters to keep an eye on outside of the UFC, um, I started watching him when he was, all right, it wasn't LFA at the time, I can't remember if he was in RFA or Legacy, he was in one of those, uh, one of those two, but, um, the first fight I ever saw of him, he just took a dude down and just, like, pummeled him to death, and he's pretty much been doing that ever since. Um, and AJ Matthews was no difference. Yeah, like you said, this fight kind of went like the main event did. <laughs> but Logan Storley's wrestling is just kind of like, it's very ferocious. Like, he does not give you a lot of room to breathe. Like, he comes in, he presses you, he takes you down. He's constantly, like, trying to advance position. He's hitting you with a ground and pound. You know, it's it's like an overload. It, it, and it might not be the prettiest thing to look at, but it is very effective. Yo, like the, and, the takedown he hit in the second round, he didn't even wrap AJ Matthews' hips. He literally just he like shoulder checked him, and he went up <laughs> in the air, and, he, and and all of a sudden he was down. <laughs> like Logan Logan Story is a beast, man. This this dude is a beast. Um, at one seventy. Yeah, he just took Matthews down and just like he just pummeled him. And the, the ground and pound wasn't ferocious, but it was there. But those elbows, 
Mm. Right? Yeah, yeah. Them uh them bows. <laughs> them, them bows. Um yeah, Matthew just had he had no answer. Like he just got taken down and just kind of ragdolled. And um I got to think after this fight like Storley should probably get a step up. I mean, AJ Matthews was a step up because between Matthews and I guess um, the rest of the division, like who's your next step up? Because that used to be like Fernando Gonzalez's job, but he never came in on weight. So, like his ne- his next step up has to be like uh, I don't know, Douglas Lima, Andre Korchkov. I was gonna say I wouldn't I wouldn't mind because I don't well because they're all wrapped up in the, the, the tournament right now. I wouldn't mind seeing them because the tournament has an alternate fight, which is Larkin and I cannot remember the other guy's name. Oh, uh, um, I think it's a Russian. Dude. Yes. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing him maybe get like the loser of that fight. Either that or Jan uh, Jan Pascu or um, you know, a, a Gerald Harris, I guess, he's still around, I think. Yeah, he's still out here. Yaroslav Amosov. Yeah. That's the guy, actually. That's who's fighting. Uh, that's who's fighting uh, Larkin. Yeah, like any of those dudes. That's fine. Yeah, because so far he hasn't really been in any trouble. Right. Because <laughs> a lot of guys just they can't handle that wrestling. Like they just they they have no answer for it. Dude's just like a completely different level of athlete than the guy he's been fighting. It's just not fair. So. Yeah. So. Logan Storley's out here. Continually just beasting on people, um, but moving on to what I <laughs> I think it's fair to say this fight was the talk of the night. Yeah, <laughs> we we can stay on this one for a little bit because it's it's a little bit to unpack here. With Ricky Bandejas and James uh, Gallagher. So uh, from what I understand, Ricky Bandejas was the he's the interim. CFFC bantamweight. Yes, camp. because Nick Pace is not fought in like three years. Jesus. <laughs> Ricky, uh, he got the interim belt. Um, I, I, I I'd never heard of him up until this point, so I had to do my my googles. But apparently, he's you know handling work over there in CFFC. You know, obviously got the call up. Uh, and this is Gallagher's return. He's been absent for what about a year? Uh, like four hundred and something days. Yeah, so it's been a it's been a little while since we we've seen Gallagher. Um, it's a lot of trash talk. Um, Gallagher is definitely um of the 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 Connor cloth. Uh, at least he he tries to be. That that's that's the vibe I get. <laughs> you know, I've I've heard that he's a very friendly person outside of the cage, but when it comes to the fight game, he's he's all about the trash talking. He's all about the disrespect. Um, he was literally like when they walked in the octagon, he was all up in Ricky's grill, <laughs> like invaded all of Ricky's personal space. And Ricky never budged. He didn't make a big deal out of it. Just kind of, you know, I'm gonna see you when I see you. Right. And um, he saw him. <laughs> um, boy, this. This is one of the meanest finishes you're going to see all year. Um, but I'll, I'll give Gallagher credit. Uh, credit. Uh, when the fight first started, he came out really aggressive. Um, he put pressure on Ricky. 
He was getting leg kicks off pretty well. But there, there was a sign of things to come. There were a few times uh, when Gallagher would throw that leg kick and Ricky was just waiting to counter him with the right. And I, I think he caught him like twice. I don't know if they landed flush, but you could tell like he was looking for it. Um, yeah. You, wanna, you know you've made it when like you're a 7-0 and fighter and the champion, his brother, like two other dudes at the top the featherweight and bantamweight division are tweeting about you losing and laughing about it because you're such a fucking loud mouth because <laughs> that's what happened um but it, it, like it, it's like gallagher gallagher has never like i've never looked at gallagher as like a blue chip prospect i i don't know like i don't know if it's just because of like his style of game where he's like okay he's a Irish Brazilian Jiu Jitsu guy, wrestler dude, like he'll take you down and submit you from top. And like, I'm supposed to believe he's going to succeed in the division that has Darian Caldwell in it. Like, cause I, I don't think before this we've ever seen him like in prolonged striking exchanges, right? I don't remember the Chinzo Machida fight that much. Yeah, he, I mean, yeah, his, his ground game's always been, been pretty good. Like, that's his that's A game. It, yeah, like I've like no no offense to the Irish and no offense well no offense to um, Kavanaugh but like who out of SBGR who grappling has inspired me to believe that <laughs> that that this is going to be the dude who take who can go toe to toe with like D one wrestlers. Yeah, and like I look at him as a guy because I want to say Gallagher's only twenty one. So he's got plenty of time, and he definitely has some tools that, you know, tools to work with. There's definitely a solid foundation. Um, but yeah, I never even because I remember the first couple of times of watching him in Bellator, like he definitely had a lot of hype behind him. I mean, some you could say obviously due to his affiliations, um, but I mean some due to talent. I'm not gonna say like the dude wasn't talented, like he just had no skill. Um, he had a really good ground game, you know, brash talker. Kind of, I guess, what you would want in a star, quote unquote. In in twenty eighteen, yeah. Yeah, but you know, it wasn't enough to. Yeah, kind of like you said. I'm I'm not looking at him and then looking at like a Caldwell, even like a Joe Warren, even a Dantes, and being like, oh yeah, he he can definitely take those guys. Like he he he, he might get there, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But he, that, he that's years maybe. years. <laughs> yeah, he ain't there yet. Um, um it, it, uh, like, just so he's gone for like four hundred days, right? Like he hasn't fought since June two thousand uh, twenty seventeen. Chinzo, since the Chinzo fight. So he comes back. He decides, you know what? I want to go to one hundred and thirty five pounds. Why was Ricky Bandejas the dude they called up to be like, "Yo, you want to take this dude?" Because it seems pretty clear that Gallagher was one, of, like Gallagher was one of the dudes when they signed him. They were like, "This is going to be our star." Right. Like, if there's a reason we haven't gotten the AJ McKee Jr. or the third or whatever um, fight and and Gallagher, even though they've been calling each other out forever now. Like, there's a reason we haven't gotten that fight. It's because they wanted Gallagher to get better. So, 
Why did they bring in Bandejas, who is like a legitimate like bantamweight prospect, whose only loss is to Nick Pace, who is a really good fighter when he actually decides he wants to fight? Yeah, it, it did not. It did not end well. Yeah, like I'm yeah, I'm, like, I'm confused behind the logic because. I can tell you right now, they're prob- they probably don't have a plan for Ricky Bendejas. Like, this was probably a dude they picked up and were like, okay, we're going to have him fight Gallagher. And the Gallagher's going to win. And then, like, but they, they have a, a multi fight deal for him, for Bendejas. So I don't know, like, what the plan is. Like, is he going to, f- he's definitely not going to fight Darian Caldwell next, right? Because that, that's going to Michael McDonald. Right. And but they were talking about like if Gallagher wins this fight, he's going to fight for the title, or he's going to fight somebody to fight for the title. So I don't know. Like Bendez is a dude who should have been in the UFC. Like I think I think he's good enough to. Well, yeah, he's good enough to have at least gotten an intro contract to UFC, or to get on like the the contender series. You can like, to get one of those fights. Like, yeah. He is a legit legit. Maybe not a blue chip prospect, but like he's a pretty damn good one. So, again, I don't get the logic behind having him fight the guy you want to be a star who's coming back from injury. Yeah, I mean, and, and just to go over the the finishing oh. sequence after Gallagher started the round like pretty solid, um, <laughs> he caught a right, uh, left. Straight down, and it just kind of floored him. He gets back up. You can tell he's a little, a little, little, little shaken. Um, I think he ate another right, backed up, and then he caught a Shawn Michaels sweet chin music. And I don't use that. And like, it was a legit sweet chin. Dude, music. just perfect extension <laughs> and everything. <laughs> like, like. The only thing he didn't do was like, you know, like Shawn Michaels used to like stand on the turnbuckle and he would stomp his feet yeah. before he cut. That was the only thing he didn't do because there's no turnbuckle to grab. But as far as motion of the kick, it was perfect. Like straight sweet chin music. <laughs> I don't think Gallagher knew what happened. He he ends up on the ground. He he catches ground and pound until his soul just leaves his body. And uh, Ricky proceeds to yell in his face. Um, Justly so. He definitely, yeah, just yeah. Gallagher got in his face before <laughs> the fight, so yeah. And and I gotta say this because I, I saw this on Twitter. Like people were, I don't, I don't know the word I'm trying to use. I don't know if it was mad, but like, all right. So like after the, after Gallagher caught the sweet chin music and got grounded and pounded to death, people were I, I guess surprised slash upset maybe that <laughs> so many people were kind of pouring it on Gallagher after he lost and it's just kind of like listen when you talk when when you talk a lot like Gallagher and we've seen this before we've seen this with dudes like Connor we've seen it with dudes like Sonnen you know back when he was fighting he's about to belt our heavyweight champion Oh yeah! Oh yeah! He still is. Jesus Christ! He still is. <laughs> I forgot. <He's> <laughs> Jesus Christ! He still is fighting. <laughs> like we we've seen this plenty of times, man. When you talk trash, 
is like and there's a difference like some dudes talk trash but some dudes like they go extra and like there's one thing to talk trash to somebody there's another thing when you're like Gallagher and you're like you're posturing up all in this dude's face before the fight like when y'all aren't even supposed to be on the same side of the octagon you're all in this man's grill you you gotta expect that when he loses, especially in the fashion that he lost, because it wasn't like this was like, oh, they had one of those, you know, close three round decisions. It could have went to either body, respect on both sides. Like, no, like you got you you got murdered. Like that that's gonna be a highlight reel for the rest of Ricky Benjahas' career. Right, no matter what he does for the rest of his life, he could lose every fight from here on out. He'll always have that one highlight. To be like, I caught a dude with the sweet chin music. That's like, that, that's like, um, that, that's a highlight reel for like Bellator's opener. Like, we're right. like cutting together like footage of like, oh, we just need like a, a, a clean, like 20, 30 second intro for Bellator. And it's like the WWE now, uh, past, future, forever thing where like they have all the highlights of all like the Raws as the opener for like Monday Night Raw. It's going to be like that. It's going to be like, right. oh, over, like, whatever. Does Bellator play new metal in the opening? I don't <laughs> This would fit over exactly. there. Exactly. <laughs> like, this goes up there with some of their staple KOs, like, uh, uh, was it the Bron Baker knee? I can't remember if it was Baker or somebody else. But, like, that flying knee, um, like, Chandler's, um, or, like, Lima's knockout of, um, Saunders. knocked out a lot of people. Uh, Saunders. Like, this is one of those KOs. Like, this is one of... When you think of Bellator, this is going to be one of the KOs. Like, Nick Pace flying kneeing that dude back at, like, Bellator 3. Right. <laughs> like, so when you talk that much trash, you got to expect that people are going to pour it on you. And it just, it's, it just happens. Like, it's, it's a part it, of... This the is like that be, uh, the, the Ben Wynn video where, like, he knocked out that dude with all the tattoos after he got in his face at weigh-ins. Right. It's this like, is just what you get. Right. It's just, it's, you know, it, it's what happens. It's, it's really great when you win and you can back it up. But if, if a dude catches you, especially in this fashion, people are going to pour it on you. And, yeah, I get some Twitter people take it too far. They Some some, some people go overboard. But, like, you just, you got to know it's, it's when, sports, you, when you live like that. It's sports. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to happen. It's just going to happen. Just a joy, though, for the observation of the night. My favorite, uh, my favorite thing about SBG Ireland is how it went from nice guy Jim filled with tryhards who people rooted for to a bunch of tr- uh, tryhard fake Connors trying to out Connor Connor, and then his call to bring back Ireland's greatest child, Cathal Pendred. Cathal <laughs> like, Pendred's like in movies now. He's, he's he's just got time for this shit. Uh, getting the getting the getting the big checks. Hopefully, who knows? I don't watch Irish movies, so I don't know. He was—he's on Amazon Prime's TV series Lore. Oh, I know that the, the, from the podcast. Probably getting a decent check then, because we're Amazon. Yeah, he, he was in probably, probably doing pretty well. He was in um, My Name Is Lenny, Blackwater, uh, Into the Badlands. He was in Into he the was Badlands. Episode, he was in two episodes as Rafferty. I have no idea who that is. I have to go back and you have watch. to watch the whole thing, and then you have to find it. So I, and tell me which episode he's in, so I can watch. That. No, I, w- I will, because I love I love that show. I didn't notice he was in it, so I'll, I'll definitely go back and watch. 
you guys should watch Into the Badlands. It's, that's an amazing martial arts show. But, he was, I could have sworn he was like in a really big movie that like I heard about, but like I haven't heard of any of these movies. Hold up, let me. Uh, uh, dang it! I know, like I know this. Like I want to say he was like in a Marvel movie or something. <laughs> he was randomly in Ant Man somewhere. No. Nah. I guess he was just in the Amazon thing, because I can't find it. I, I know I posted about it. I can't find it, though. Oh, he's, he's getting good shit. Yeah. Um, but shout-outs to Ricky Bandejas, man. Way to, uh, <laughs> way to steal all the shine. <laughs> just, like, you reigned on a lot of parades um, in, in a very awesome fashion. So, um, yeah, like I said, I don't know what Bellator is planned for, here, for him is, but you better come up with one. Because, he's actually uh, good. When you got, yeah, he's good. And when you have highlights like that, you, you got to throw him back in front. Yeah, of the you screen. guys could come right. back to Jersey with that type of talent. You know, stop not coming to Atlantic City. <laughs> I mean, Brick is right there, where he's from. So uh, there you go. So Ricky Bandejas, keep keep an eye on him. He, he's out here sweet chin musicing people. <laughs> for real, for real. And this is this is awesome. Um, and the last fight of the main card was uh, Taiwan Claxton and Chris uh, Lencioni. Uh, yeah, kind of this fight continued the theme of I'm gonna wrestle you, I'm gonna beat you up. Um, and in Taiwan's Claxton, I'm even gonna dance on you um, because you can't stop me, and I'm better than you. It's <laughs> pretty much what he did. Uh, for three rounds, um, I mean, they, they traded on the feet a little bit, but a lot of this fight was Claxton just being the more athletic, the more powerful guy, just able to get takedown after takedown and just just beat him up. Wait, Claxton's a and they, they, I don't yep. know why. I thought he was like a welterweight. Dude, fucking jacked. No, because they said, um, I think I, I don't remember if I heard or read somewhere that, um, <laughs> He's been trying to get a fight with um with Pico. Ooh, see, I like that. Yeah, I do. I mean, too. I think Pico beats him, but I think that's a fun but one. I, I like that he's calling them out. Yeah, uh, I heard he wants that fight, but um, apparently him and Lencioni had some bad blood because uh, Lencioni like called him out, and then he missed weight by I forgot how many pounds. Um, so they had some words after the fight. Claxton was all up in his grill, <laughs> even after he beat him. Um, but no, nah, man, like I said, uh, what I liked about this Bellator card, um, we, we're getting to see some new faces. New storylines. Um, division, Yeah, storylines. Divisions are slowly, and I emphasize slowly, get, getting deeper. So, you know, dude, dudes like Bandejas, dudes like, like Taiwan, the, these are... If if you're Bellator, you're happy you have talents like these, and that they're they're winning, they're winning impressively, they're putting on good performances, and these are guys like in the future as long as they you know stay on track is what they're doing now. These are guys who will be in your 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 title pitchers, and they can put on entertaining and inter- interesting fights for, for you. Yeah, like um, what's his name? Um, like you you hope that like your core audience like sees this and. You know, they're, 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 there's a buzz. They they tell people about it. 
Like I, I saw this one guy super kick this one this loudmouth Irishman in the face, and now you have to watch him. Right. That's, what you, that's what you hope. Oh, oh crap! I forgot. Uh, apparently, freaking McGregor was there, or uh, there was some message passed along to James Gallagher that when he when he lock, when he would eventually lock in the choke on um, what's his name, Bendejas, that he should just hold mm-hmm. on to it, even after he taps. I think that was what Pat uh, Patricio people t- t- tweeted out. Well, he uh didn't yeah. uh didn't did yeah <laughs> <laughs> did not get that chance, buddy. Did not get that chance. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know if you had any other thoughts on that fight the, or the any, fight. You know, uh, yeah, nah, you just got no. Nah, it was basically what you expect from like a a wrestler in his third fight getting a step up. Like he took him down, beat the crap out of him. That's all you really can expect from the dude. Like, he'll get there eventually. Yeah, so, shout out to Taiwan Claxton. Um, and moving on to the prelims, which were really awesome on this card. Like I said, if you guys wanted violence, it was it was all over. And the, the prelims were no different. This this was like the old Strike Force cards where everybody just died in two seconds. Um, <laughs> Omar, <laughs> Antonio Morales... Uh, Farrer and Troy Naraki, if I'm saying that right. Um, I hope I'm not, I don't know if I'm getting this KO confused with another one. Was this the one where he caught him with, like, the kick that was really a knee? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so this fight only lasted not even a minute, 58 seconds. Um, in the beginning of this fight, they were mentioning, uh, I don't remember what gym he trains out of, but they they were saying, like, uh, all of Omar's training partners were saying, like, how if he is, blah, 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 so on and so forth. And out of nowhere, um, kind of like the Marlon Marais KO uh, of, um, of, oh, God, what's the name? Aljamain Sterling? Yeah, <laughs> Sterling. He goes for a head kick, but kind of like the knee catches him and kind of just like rocks him. And then he just pours it on him and you know, with, with punches, and it's over. Like, not really a ton to dissect because the fight just didn't last long. Um, like, once Omar caught him with that kick slash knee, like, it, it was yeah. over. And it just, it, it happened so quick. That, that, that's like, that, that's, Bella, that's the Bellator prelims for you. Like, it's human sacrifice hour. <laughs> um, back in the, um, the, the Bjorn Rebney days, like, Bellator prelims are, like, my favorite thing because just somebody always got hurt. Like, savagely hurt. Right? It, like, it was oh, that oh. little bit of extra violence. Right. <laughs> in, in the name of, like, maybe getting an extra 50 bucks on your paycheck. And, and, and I will say, and I think I saw somebody mention this on Twitter. Um, it, it seems like, he, I mean, well, the, the prelims have always ended, like, extra fast. Cause, like I said, people just... They get sacrificed to the gods, and, you know, that, that happens. But I, I feel like somewhat like the quality of the fights are looking better. Like the talent they're putting on the prelims. Or maybe it was just this card, but it, it didn't look like just two sloppy guys who were, like, 1-0. Right. <laughs> like, just well, like you got you, like, you got the dudes they had in the card. You got, like, Jason Jackson, who, uh, for better or, uh, or worse, is, like, a 
dude who's had a, a, a regional career up to this point um, before getting his ankle hurt on the the Dana White Contender Series. Like he, he like he beat Tyson, uh, not Tyson. He beat Diego Lima. Like that's that's a pretty damn good win for a regional dude. You got David Mashad who was on what was that tough Canada versus Australia, I think. Ooh, his KO was funny. Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, and then you got Romero Cotton, who is like a freaking boss wrestler. So, you know, it's the level of talent they're able, they've been able to pile in at the bottom. Plus the Marcus Jackson. Good job. Good job, Bellator. A little, a little slow clap. <laughs> slow build. Yeah. Bring, 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 bringing in some good talent, but yeah, uh, not not much to dissect the Omar fight. He, he killed him. Uh, and you can watch all of the fights on Bellator's website. So if you haven't seen any of these, just go back and watch the entire card. It's not going to take you long to watch the entire card because, I mean, the, the prelims pretty much everybody got killed. Yeah. Uh, and collectively, out. if you take away the um, the what you call it fight, the uh, the Jackson Logan fight. This card probably lasted less than like ten, fifteen minutes. Right. <laughs> it was it was it was a quick one. They got us in and it considering it was twelve or thirteen fights. Twelve or thirteen like fights. That. It it ended yeah, it ended fairly quickly. Um pe- people were getting out of there. But um yeah, shout shout to Omar, um, Antonio Morales, that was an awesome finish. Uh Demarcus Jackson and Bryce Logan. Um I watched this fight. Like, these next couple fights I watched, but I, like, kind of wasn't watching them. I just remember this being a really fun back and forth. We're just going to fight for three rounds. Oh, yeah. It was, it was, it, this is probably fight of the night in terms of just, like, competitiveness and entertainment value. Not a bad fight. Like, nice little scrap. I don't know why I feel like I know Demarcus Jackson's name. From Are you thinking Demarcus Johnson? Possibly. The former UFC veteran. Okay, that, that might be. Okay, okay, all right. Yeah, I'm thinking the wrong person. <laughs> but yeah, that that was an awesome, just fun back and forth. You know, rock 'em sock 'em. Let's just just throw in whoever wins wins kind of fight. Um, going on, uh, Jason Jackson versus Jordan Larson. Uh, what were Jackson's? Uh, I didn't know much of him before, but he has some. Pretty good wrestling credentials, from what I understand. Oh, was it Romero? Or is it uh, Romero? I don't, I don't know what Jackson's like background is beyond MMA. Um, but like, dude came in here. He, he had went over Diego Lima. Uh, he has uh, went over Rodrigo Calviero. Like, he, like I guess his like claim the like he fought on tough twenty one. A loss to Mike Graves. Uh, he's, he fought Hader Hassan and lost. He fought Kobe Covington and lost. Like, his losses are to legit people. Like, and, like, his wins are over dudes who have way more, um, experience than him. Like, he'd be a dude who had 59 fights on his resume when he had six. So... Pretty pretty athletic dude. Um, I don't remember much of this fight in detail, other than I think he took him down to get, and then he ended up with the ground and pound and just kind of pumped his face in until they stopped it. It sounds like I remember. Yeah. So that was cool. Uh, this next fight, uh, David Machad and Corey Davis. Um, if for anything, 
This was one of the funniest finishes. <laughs> this 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 finish just in, encapsulates this sport. Like it it's just it was so weird and bizarre, but it's it's MMA in like its purest form. Um <laughs> Corey Davis is on David's back. He slips off. David in 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 great fashion and taking advantage of a split second opportunity. And the split second that Corey Davis just slips off of Dave, uh, slip off, slips off of David's back, and David turns around with a right hand, blasts, blasts this man on the side of his dome piece, like it's, just... it's worth noting, like they were standing, <laughs> right? Davis fell off his back, like he, he falls three feet in his ass, and then Machado just falls it up and uppercuts his face, just floors him like on the side of the head. <laughs> Davis is just all kinds of he he's out of there. Yeah, he, he ate some some ground and pound, and that was it was so weird to watch. Uh, I can't I can't think of many times I've ever seen a finish like that. Um, I think I think Machado was the hometown kid too. Yeah, I want to say Sioux Falls. Yep, so I mean that's that's an awesome win to get in front of your home crowd. Um, it, it doesn't get more entertaining than that. No, that was a that was a pretty good finish. Um, so shout out to David Machado. That was, that was vicious. Um, and the, the last fight that I saw in this card, because these other, uh, prelim fights I did not get a chance to see, um, but Romero Cotton took on Willie Whitehead. Um, I didn't see this fight in full, so all I can say is that Romero Cotton need this man into oblivion, just like, <laughs> just like, he, he put a clinic on this man with his knees, uh, and punches, and it was very brutal. And then it he was... proceeded to dance. Oh, I think I missed the dance. I don't know if I saw the dance. Hold up. Hold up. I just don't remember it. But well, he... I think he was mostly insulting him because freaking he, uh, what's his name? Uh, Whitehead came in like fifteen pounds overweight or something. Yeah, it, it was, it was something ridiculous like that. Yeah, he came in literally at two hundred pounds. <laughs> so basically cotton beat a light heavyweight basically yeah and very dominant fashion so the weight size did not uh did not matter and cotton i want to say uh we said what, what were his credentials because i know he has uh let me see uh unk wrestler he d2 wait let me see d2 national champion they get a lot of those. Yo, no offense, but Romero Cotton is like the oldest looking dude I've ever seen. <laughs> like, I don't know how old he's supposed to be, but he looks like he's 40 something. Like, I'm looking at stills from his wrestling days where you, you figure he's like a 19, 20 year old, but this dude looks like he, he's stressing about like paying his mortgage. <laughs> I don't know. My might have had a rough life. Uh, true, true. No, I don't know what Hutchinson, Kansas, is like, so I can't. I can't talk. But, uh, um, yeah, just another solid dude to keep an eye out for. Like Bellator gets him young, or maybe it's not young early, because this is what his third fight in the Bellator cage. And I yep. think they keep them busy. Like, he, he signed in July of last year. He's fought three times since. 
I mean, apparently just ning people to death, so, you know. Yeah, sometimes you just gotta murder somebody. Huh. That'll get you on TV. That'll definitely get you on TV. So, uh, shout-outs to him. Uh, his last four fights, uh, I did not get a chance to see. But from what I heard, Tyler Ray elbowed Seth Boss into oblivion. Uh, didn't get a chance to watch it. It was uh, basically a takedown into, like, I'm going to elbow you 13 times in the head. Mm. That'll, that'll do it. <laughs> that'll do it. Uh, the last three fights, uh, Keith uh, Pathahim uh, won a decision over Micah Petrosky. Boyd McKinney got an arm triangle submission over Robio Tesfaldet. And Jeff Nielsen uh, TKO punches over Wyatt Meyer. So that was Bellator 204. Um, it was a it was a really good card. Like like I said, you you saw a lot of fresh faces who put on really good performances. Brutal finish. The card went by really fast, so I didn't feel like I was staying up. Well, all right, I didn't stay up late because I didn't watch this in real time. But even had I stayed up, it, I wouldn't have been up for a very long time as fast as all these fights went. Um, you saw a new, young, promising talent, and you saw Caldwell do Caldwell things. And, I, like, you saw Sweet Chin music. Like, what else do you really want? Like, I don't know what else. They, this, the card had everything but a title fight. Pretty much. Pretty much. So. And it had, but it had a champion on it. So. Yeah. So that kind of counts. It's like a half title fight. <laughs> but... You know, so if you didn't get a chance to watch this, uh, like I said, the, the the fights are on Bellator's website, so you can go up. They have all of the fights posted, so go catch all the violence. You'll enjoy it, and it'll go by really fast because everybody minus like three people died um, on this card. So, like, I I, I kind of jo- well, I think everybody kind of joked that like no other hat, no business being in the main event of anything. Hey, kind of proved this right. By you know going out there and getting uh, but you sometimes you just like if you can't put a card together where like it's all competitive fights and you know uh, it, everything has title implications. The next best thing is put a card on with like young fighters who can do exciting shit. I I, I assume you got Stokes test, uh, text too. I did, I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to hurry up and cut the volume down. <laughs> for, for people who don't know, uh, the, the San Marble Rally 2018 is back. And uh, if you have not watched San Marble Rally... It is the most tense thing you will ever see in your life. Yeah, you need to get on it. This is... Uh, th- this is one of the most impressive random things I've ever come across. But I'm so glad I've, I've got a chance to witness it. Because it is unusually captivating watching marvel's race over random terrain but you know that episode of the office where they're all sitting around trying to you know hoping that the uh i guess the the graphic on the vhs will like hit the corner perfectly <laughs> that's what that's what watching like marble racing is like <laughs> yeah. it's like you don't know until it's over and when it's over you're questioning what you did with your time but you enjoyed every second of it yeah, it's awesome. So shout outs to what, what's this guy's name? Is it Jellies or Gels Marble Runs? That's the YouTube channel. J E L L apostrophe S Marble Runs. Uh, go watch his YouTube channel. It is very. He is, most, he is like half of the reason why it's compelling. He he is really good at what he does. Yeah, like 
this might be the most original thing I've seen on YouTube. I, I don't know anybody else who's doing marble races. And if you are, yours don't look as cool as his. So, <laughs> shout out to him. Uh, this this is awesome. I'm still watching this. Go, 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 oh, go, go. Oh, Alright, who won? Who won? I can't tell. Oh, Su Summer Sky won. He got 25 points. Yay! <laughs> yeah, man. Um, Marble, Marble Racing is awesome. But that was Bellator 204. Uh, really awesome, fun uh, night of fights. Really a good, a good, even with no UFC fights, this was a pretty good stretch of fights. I mean, I didn't even mention it, but we had, um, didn't mention it, but we had LFA 47 had a card uh, within like the last week or so. That card was really awesome, but I'll save that for my shout outs. Um, and then, like I said, we had Bellator, PFL, Rising, Boxing. So even when there's no UFC, still a, a lot of good things going on. A lot of fights to still check out. And the sport never sleeps. They'll leave, always leave you with something to talk about. So, um, yeah. So that happened. And uh, real quick, I guess before we get to questions and then we close out, uh, just some predictions. So our next UFC 5th, uh, that will be UFC Fight Night, Fight Night 135, uh, headlined by Justin Gaethje and James Vick. I won't go into the rest of the card. We'll just stick with the main event. Um, I've seen I've seen people split on this. Who 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 you got in this? Um, if if Justin Gaethje hadn't been knocked out in like three of his last what uh, four fights or something like that, I, I'd probably be picking Gaethje because I don't think um Vic, uh, like Vic got knocked out by freaking uh, Benil Darius of all people. Like, I'm not sure how well he handled the pressure. But Gagey also just knocked out twice in like the last that's the last that's that year. Like the, yeah, in all honesty, he has no business being in the cage right now. Like he, he should not be in the cage until like twenty nineteen. But he's a crazy man. And the U the UFC loves to run their brawlers into the ground, so um uh, I, I have to go with Vic, and it kills me to say that because I hate Vic. And I hate everything about his team. So, I'm pulling for Gaethje, but I have to go Vic. Uh, see, alright, so let me, let me run off some wins, James Vic, as of late. Francisco Trinaldo, Joseph Duffy, Joseph Duffy, Marco Polo Reyes, and Abel Trujillo. And then before that was the loss to Darius. And obviously we know what Gaethje's been doing lately. Getting in crazy fights that, unfortunately, he hasn't always been coming out <laughs> on the right side of. Um, I feel like I should pick Vic. But there's something that just... I just have this feeling like, you know... Yeah, Vic's talented... He's got some skill. This, you know, but Gaethje's one of those guys that, like, I, I don't think Vic has fought a guy like him. Like, he's a legit crazy man that's just gonna get in your face, and he can throw. Like, he can crack. We we don't see it often, but he can wrestle. He has great takedown defense. Um, I think Gaethje's gonna get this. It's not going to be pretty, of course. You know, it's, it's going to be violent. But I think 
Gaethje will be able to handle more of what Vic can throw at him than vice versa. Like, I think if, if Vic starts to pour it on Gaethje, he'll, he'll be able to climb and claw his way back into the fight. But I think if Gaethje starts to pour it on Vic, I don't think he's felt pressure like that before. Um, but I can definitely see why people are taking Vic in this fight. Like you said, Ga Gaethje at this, at this stage in his career, um, he, he's... Every fight, every Gaethje fight is a war. Like, Gaethje just, he doesn't have clean fights. He, he, he doesn't have fights where he doesn't take damage. Like, that's just not who he is. Um, but I think I got Gaethje. It won't be pretty. But I, I think I got Gaethje in this one. Um, and the only other prediction uh, fight to mention, <laughs> Darren Till and Tyron Woodley. How, how do you see this fight going? Uh, Woodley. Yeah, I got Woodley continuing to piss people off. It's it's gonna be a staring contest, but my my, my thought process is, okay, Woodley counters, Darren Till doesn't. No, nope. so so that, that's that's my logic, because Darren Till every time Steve uh, Wonder Boy threw anything at him. Just did not throw anything back. He just backed away and tried to use his length to get out of the range. And if at any point Wonder Boy had, you know, taken a step in, he might have been able to crack him and get the win that way. So I'm I'm just going with Woodley because I think this fight will come down like the last several like the all like the Wonder Boy fights. This is gonna come down to who has the most explosive moment. And I think Woodley can do. I think Woodley is going to be that dude. Who's yeah. just going to? He's going to find the takedown. He's going to crack him with the right hand, put him down, and get the the signature moments in the fight. Or alternate reality, Till will win, but he won't win the belt because he won't make weight. Ah, uh, true. <laughs> that's oh, that's... Oh, oh, matter of fact, my pick is Kamaru Usman. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, but uh, yeah, I I got I got Woodley. I think this fight will look a lot like the Wonder Boy fights. Um, maybe an explosion here or there, but not a lot to write home about. And to be honest, if by chance they do have any kind of wild striking exchange, like maybe Till comes out and just tries to go crazy. I mean, I, I know. Woodley's fights haven't been super exciting, but we cannot forget the amount of power and explosion this man possesses. If he catches Till one time with one of them, one of them rights, it's over. That's, that's a wrap. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Woodley. He will extend his streak of pissing everybody off. And it'll make me smile inside. Because I, I like people being angry. I think it's funny. But, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Woodley. But, um... Yeah, so just wanted to mention those uh, fights real quick. So I guess uh, before we do part and chat, do the questions uh, that we have for the week. Oh, still there? Oh, yeah. Nope. All right. You want me to get these questions up? Yep. All right. Got it. Got it. Wait. All right, it's still here. All right. Number, uh, these are from the homie, Joey. The sports sound off. That's on board.com. Question number one. 
How much is Eddie Alvarez worth on the open market? I think he's worth a pretty good. Well, all right. I I don't know how he. I don't think him going to Bellator would happen. Um, just because of that situation seemed kind of messy <laughs> with the way it ended. So I don't know if he's worth much of value over there. But anywhere else that's not Bellator, I I don't see why he's not worth a, a pretty penny. You, you throw him in Ryzen. Nothing but fun fights. Um, I mean, you throw him anywhere, it's nothing but fun fights. Yeah, he might not win every single fight, but it's going to be bloody every time. There's always a market for people like him. I think he still has a pretty decent value outside of the UFC. Like, just because of the way he fights. Like, there's... If, if Takanori Gomi's still out here getting fights, <laughs> I don't see why Eddie Alvarez will have any trouble... You know, finding him, finding his way in somebody's promotion, he'll he'll be out there spilling blood and and the whole nine. I, I think he still has a pretty good market value. Right. Um. So I, this was actually his idea, but like, was his idea? I don't remember. But I'm assuming that undercard for Chuck Tito needs a fight. Right. Yep. And Eddie Alvarez is a free agent, and. Um, Michael Chandler is a free agent. I mean, is the time not right? Yeah, run it back. <laughs> Just run it back. So, like, I, I, I think he, I, I think he can get, get himself a pretty penny. I don't know, like, I, financially, like, I, I don't know, like, a money point to, like, to point at to be like, oh, he's worth X amount of dollars. But like there, there is a if if Gleason T Bell is out here getting off before he's even like officially cut or officially announced to be cut, then like we we know that Eddie Alvarez is gonna get uh, is gonna get paid. Yeah. Whether whether he's fighting in Japan, he's fighting for some Russian billionaire who just wants to see a freaking UFC champion fight in front of him and doesn't want to leave Russia, or you know. Whether it be Bellator or the UFC or Golden Boy MMA, so the man will get paid. I'm not worried about that. Yeah. Uh, let's see, number two, if you were to start an MMA organization, and needed a celebrity to bear the brunt of being the face of the company. <laughs> uh, who are you picking? Uh, uh. Ugh. All right, do I go serious or do I go freak? Oh, it's going to be a freak show regardless. Um, Ray Sefo. Because he, he will keep that money pouring in. <laughs> it, it, it will be other people's money, but God damn it. Uh, he, he's, he somehow is out here pimping these freaking billionaires out of their money. Right, so I need a celebrity to be the face of my company. Um, I, I'm probably gonna go the shenanigan route. I mean, <laughs> his face is already on the invicted cage. I'm gonna let Hannibal Burris <laughs> just be the random face of my promotion. I don't know how he'll keep us afloat. We might not last more than a year. We might, might only <laughs> we might not even get to the first event. Right. Damn it. <laughs> 
<laughs> those press conferences will be fun. Right. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm going. I think he'll, uh, for better or worse, we might only get one card out of it, but, you know, the, the buildup will be immaculate. Whether you'll get an actual fight out of it is another story, but you'll be hyped to see the potential that you might not get, but, you know, potential nonetheless. Um, right. So yeah, Han- Hannibal Burris is going to be the face of, of my promotion. He'll he'll he's running the barbecue fight league. I think that's a good look for him. I think that would be a that, perfect fit. That would be perfect. Yeah. That is ah, that's cool. That's that is money. Like he's just up there at the dais with like a like a, a half rack of ribs. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah that that is a ooh that's a perfect idea. Perfect. Gotta write that one. All right. And we got our last question from Joey. Ty Tuivasa versus JDS. What are your thoughts? Uh, I hate that in this point in JDS's career, I have to like <laughs> have to stop and think about this. Um. Well, I mean, I just saw that uh, Tuivasa and uh, Pedro got new six fight contracts. So, um, shoot, why not? I mean, it it, it hurt it hurts my soul to admit this, but I, th- I think at this point in, in JDS's career, um, I think I think we've seen less of him. Is he a gatekeeper now? I mean, who isn't? God, it's, it, it's like there are not a lot of people at heavyweight who are actual contenders, like. It, it, I don't want to say it's a race to the bomb, but it's like it, like once you get out of like your Stipe's, your Engano's, your Blades, and I guess by virtue of beating uh, Engano like Lewis and uh, not Struve, I was going to say Struve, Volkov, Volkov, like everybody else is just kind of on the decline. It's just like a race to see who's the least broken. So, so like JDS is a contender in the sense. That okay, heavyweight has like three dudes besides him, but he he's also a gatekeeper in the sense that like I don't, like I don't even if he fights for the title, like he wins it. Yeah. So like, he he's like remember when Frank Mir fought for the title the last time? Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's where he's at. About where he's at. Yeah. Probably better physically, but that's about where he's at. Like. No, no one expects anything, really. They they're just hoping for the best. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm not mad at that fight. It, it would be funny the way I, I think we we would get some, you know, as far as heavyweight violence, you know, you'll you'll you'll, you'll get your feel your feels worth. So, um, I'm I'm not mad at that. I, I'm, I'd probably pick JDS. J- just because, like, okay. Who, who's JDS lost to? He lost to Stipe. He lost to Reem like three years ago. And from the even off fight, we know he can still box it at yeah. the very least. And like I, I go back to our Lofsky fight, and like two of us all was in that was a competitive ass fight. And I think JDS technically is with Arlovsky still. So yeah, uh, that's that's my one fight that JDS could definitely win. It's a fight he could win. It it, it, it depends on how much Tuivasa has improved. And in theory, he should be improving like leaps and bounds between fights. But mm, I'm not I'm not ready to give it to him yet. 
to give him the benefit of the doubt yet, I should say. But yeah, I'm, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at that fight. Um, oh yeah, if, if that's if that's what's next, yeah. I'm I'm down for it. Bring 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 on all the violence. I'm, I'm not mad. But um yeah, so thank you, Joey, uh, for sending in the question. Um, as always, if you guys want to send in questions, um, I normally make a post before the podcast. You can put them on the post. Or if you just have a random question that pops in your head throughout the week, you can send it to dojotalkpodcast at yahoo.com, and we will answer it on the show. Uh, But that's pretty much all for today, so we will close with parting shots and shoutouts. As always, I felt like I had a shot to give, but I got old and I don't remember who I was angry at for the week, so I need to start writing these down. But uh, two shoutouts to give. uh, Shoutout as a whole, the LFA 47 card. Um, pretty good card. Like I said, it's one of my favorite promotions. Always showcasing a lot of promising young talent. Um, a lot of people who do well in LFA, who win belts, uh, normally go on to the UFC. Some of them end up in Bellator. They normally do go on, most of them, go, go on to do pretty well for themselves. Um, so that card was headlined by Damon Jackson and Nate Gentleman. Uh, Damon Jackson had a brief UFC stint uh, since uh, that stint has ended. Uh, he has won, do, 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 is he 7-1 and one since then? Jesus Christ. He's done a lot of work since leaving the UFC. Um, and he won this fight by knockout, which if you know Damon Jackson's game, he's a takedown submit you kind of guy. But uh, he, he floored Nate Gentleman in this fight. <laughs> um, he, he definitely looks like he's made a uh, little bit of a improvement since his last stint in the UFC. Um I'm not sure if he's going to end up fighting Kevin Aguilar because uh, that fight was for the interim belt, but Aguilar is, I believe, going to be on the contender series. So he could end up in UFC. So I'm not sure how that belt situation is going to turn out. But shout-outs to Damon Jackson. He just he capped off that night with just a, a vicious KO. Um, and also, staying on LFA 47, uh, shout-outs to Bilal Williams, uh, who beat uh, former UFC vet Sean Spencer via TKO. Um Bilal, I don't remember the odds, but he was a really heavy underdog in this fight. I don't remember what the odds were exactly, but um, if you bet on Bilal by chance, you won a lot of money because he put the pause on Spencer in that second round when he started to get loose. Um, so shout-outs to Bilal for pulling off a really, really big upset um, in, in pretty Im- impressive fashion. So, um, But if you guys didn't get a chance to watch, uh, go watch LFA 47. Uh, just watch LFA in general. Like I said, they put on a, a lot of good cards, um, a lot of young talent. And like I said, a lot of these guys who become champs normally end up getting a call from the UFC, getting a chance to prove themselves. Um, and most of them do 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 pretty well. So shout-outs to LFA, shout-outs to Damon Jackson and Bilal Williams. Um, I don't really have one for fighters this week. Um, but, you know... I, I think back at the beginning of the summer, I shout out the National Park Service and like the U.S. Forest Service and stuff like that. And um, they're uh, the national the uh, the birthday of the National Park Service is actually next Saturday, August twenty fifth. It'll be uh, they'll be turning hundred and two. You know, go out celebrate. Um, they might be having like local programs near you at uh, the uh, the your local NSP uh, NPS site. Um, uh, go outside. Uh, uh, basically, go outside. You'll feel better. Go, go visit some of the, those beautiful um sites the world has to offer. Get that vitamin D count up. 
<laughs> exactly. You know, let, let, let the sun hit your skin for a little bit. Yeah, go. I, I, yeah, go. Try to hit your ten thousand uh, step mark, uh, step goal for the day at National Park site. What did I fail at that today? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I was not much better than you, my friend. All I did was sit at work. Probably should have done some work. Well, yeah, it is what it is. But um, yeah. So that's pretty much all we got for this week. Um, so like I said, we'll have the Gagey Vic card coming up on the twenty fifth. Um, for my sounds like fun podcast, um, I'll have more albums uh to be reviewing. So you know what the next one's gonna be? Um, I do actually. Ooh, I don't know if I should say it. I mean, even Ooh, if I secret. Say it, I don't think anybody even knows. The group, so I don't think it matters. <laughs> yeah, I'll just save it. I'll just save it. It was a really, really fun listen. Though, I'll say that. But yeah, th- thank you guys who've been listening to that podcast. Like I said, the SoundCloud numbers have been looking good. They are better than the YouTube numbers, even though I wanted it to be a YouTube thing. But hey, man, wherever it gets, you gotta get on camera if you want to be a yeah, YouTube see, thing, I, bro. Yeah, yeah, that's that's whatever. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up. Um, real quick before I leave, so I know I've mentioned before that um, I've been working on a book. The book is done, but I can't just release the book because I have a few. I mean, you I mean, can. I could, you can. It would not be the smart. Yeah, professional. Right. <laughs> like, have you have you looked at the Amazon bestsellers list? Not lately. And just yeah, no. Like for indies, it's it's yeah. not a pretty sight. Well. My book will be coming out soon. I have a few minor, minor things I have to uh, do before I'm able to release the book. Um, but um, I will be starting a promo run, uh, hopefully really soon. I kind of wanted to start it this weekend, but I'm not feeling too great, so I don't know if it's going to happen this weekend. But I will be releasing. Uh, these will most likely be in podcast form. I, I wanted to do them with a the camera, but I don't have a camera. I've spent enough money just working on this book because when you're indie, you have to pay for everything yourself. So I've gone broke paying for everything for this book. So I don't have any more money to get. But I already have a microphone and a setup. So I will be releasing a series of, uh, I, 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 don't, I guess you call them podcasts. I'm not even sure what I'm going to name this. But there will be a series of videos. I will be detailing uh, everything I wish somebody would have told me before I started to write a book. Oh, like a vlog yeah, series. pretty much. It'll be like a vlog series, but it's just going to be an audio form because I'm not, I don't have a good camera. I would even use my phone, but the lighting on my phone is not great, and I don't like my laptop camera. It's very grainy looking. Um, so this would just be like audio vlogs, if that's even the thing. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll be dropping a series of, of those. I'm not sure how many I'm going to do, but I'm just going to do a number of those, and that'll lead up to the release of my book, which should be out by the end of this year. So um, I'm going to at least try to outline that this weekend so I'll have an idea of what I want to cover. Um, but just be on the lookout for that. So if you know any writers, any fellow creatives out there, um, this will be something for them. So I'll be working on that, and we'll get this book rolling. And maybe I'll find myself on the Amazon Top 100. Get the rest of you guys out of there. But um, Yeah, so just be on the lookout for that. But anywho... 
uh, that's pretty much all we got for today so as always you can check us out on youtube soundcloud itunes for itunes please rate subscribe and leave a review also check us out on google play also on the Dill talk podcast facebook page and you can hit me up on twitter at serial sensei and any questions you have you can send to dojo talk podcast at yahoo.com but that's all we got for today i need to take some medicine eat and go to sleep <laughs> so as always anytime people are being punched and or kicked in the face we'll be there to talk about it and catch you guys next time <laughs>